from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Lee and Eddie in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. It is April 29th. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is a Wednesday. Father Jeffrey Kirby coming up here at 715 today. He's the pastor of Our Lady of Grace Parish in Indian Land, uh, South Carolina. He's got a new book out called Thy Kingdom Come, Living the Lord's Prayer in Everyday Life. We're going to talk about how this book especially can help in times like these. Bo Bonner coming up, the Director of Campus Ministry and Assistant Professor at Mercy College of Health Sciences. He's also the co-president of the Newman Idea. We're going to talk about silence today and what silence can do for our faith. So we're going to have a whole segment today on silence and and we're bringing Bo on. So the the irony here is that Bo is probably the least silent person that I know, uh, but we're going to talk about silence today and how it can help you and me in our spiritual lives as well. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. We'll either straight from the desk of Channel 13, meteorologist Megan Selwa. We'll have your saint of the day coming up in the second half hour as well. And we're also going to talk about the letter that went out from the uh, the bishops of Iowa. So we'll have uh, a little segment on that coming up here soon here in this first uh, segment that we have uh, together. So I'm going to share with you some pieces of it and, um, and we'll have that. Yeah, we'll have that for you too. So uh, let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God in prayer. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Good morning, John. Happy Wednesday to you as we are in hump day in another a week of uh, being social distant and uh, self-quarantined. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. It looks windy out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this would be a day to teach your son and your sons and daughter how to fly a kite, John. I want to see you out there and I want video. I want to see you in a park doing this. This is the this is the day. Huh? You know, I remember when my dad taught me to fly a kite. Now he would buy string and then he would he would tie string to string to get it going and, and fly that thing. I mean, as high as as you can you can imagine. But uh, yeah, this seems like the day. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Northwest winds twenty five to thirty five miles per hour. Ooh. Gust near fifty. Gust near fifty throughout the day. Um, yeah, go right ahead and do that, John. Bring video. Uh, we, we need to have video, and we'll find a way to get it up on YouTube. One of those days that if uh, baseball was playing and it was blown out at Wrigley, man, we'd, we'd have oh my some home goodness. runs. Oh, my goodness. Every pop fly would be a home run. You're exactly right. I'd take it today. Yeah. So that well, sounds like you've got an interesting show. You're going to clarify what was uh, said yesterday, Bishop uh, uh, Johnson coming on the program. And, of course, uh, I knew something would be out as uh, uh, basically no more. There will be continue ha- not having in-person mass 
through all four Catholic dioceses here in the state of Iowa. That's kind of it in a nutshell. We resume uh, the online, the streaming, uh, the YouTube uh, masses. That's that's not going to change, John. That is true. Not, not for the time being. So I, I will kind of summarize what the four bishops of Iowa came together and, and put down. Um, but yes, in, in, in a nutshell, that's it. All right. Well, I'll let you uh, handle that, and we'll get right to uh, the news. And, uh, uh, John, just uh, stay uh, uh, batting down the hatches. You may want to tighten down the deck furniture. <laughs> uh, yeah, you Find out what branches are loose on your trees. Stay away from them right now. Uh, it's going to be an interesting day uh, being outdoors, I think. Well, there's a couple pieces of deck furniture I wouldn't mind if that flew away, so uh, we'll see. I'll leave it out there. Yeah. You've got to improve your relationship, John, with your neighbors, and that will not help. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> All right. Right now from the WHO-TV Channel 13 weather desk, meteorologist Megan Selwalk, currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios. We have cloudy skies, 48 degrees, a north-northwest wind right now at 16 miles per hour, gusting near 25 miles per hour. But today we have a wind advisory in effect from noon until 7 o'clock tonight uh, for central and western Iowa. As today we'll see a mix of clouds and sun. Could see a few sprinkles down towards the southern border of Iowa, but a high of 64 degrees. But northwest winds 25 to over 35 miles per hour, and that means gusts up near 50 miles per hour at times. So it'll feel 10 to 15 degrees cooler today. Uh, tonight will be mostly clear overnight, low of 46 degrees. And tomorrow, uh, less winds and partly or mostly sunny with a high of 70 degrees. And on Friday, more than same partly cloudy with the highest 75 degrees. Well, in the news on this Wednesday morning, well, spring construction is currently underway on a new downtown Des Moines skate park. Organizers say the Loridzen Skate Park is on track to be complete this fall. Officials say nearly 30% of the work has been completed on the $6 million project. Now, once complete, the uh, skate park located along the Des Moines River will be the largest in the country. Remaining work this spring includes the on-site rough grading, on-site utilities, and and installing concrete uh, retaining walls. Now, the Polk County Board of Supervisors is managing the project, which is located just east of Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines between 2nd Avenue and the Des Moines River. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q quick print and once again all high school spring sports have been canceled and decision about Iowa's two high school summer sports baseball and softball will be made by the end of May once again from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines currently we have cloudy skies 48 degrees a north northwest wind right now at 16 miles per hour we're seeing gusts up near 25 miles per hour this morning today we have a Wind advisory in effect beginning at noon today until 7 o'clock. As central and western Iowa could see winds uh, gusting up near 45 to 50 miles per hour times. Here in central Iowa, we'll see a mix of clouds and sun, a high of 64 degrees. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Wednesday morning. John Leonetti Show coming up. Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We do have a uh, 
Issues of 42nd Street, uh, there is a construction going on there from Ingersoll to uh, Pleasant, so that's uh, going to create a little bit of an issue today. So if uh, 42nd Street is a normal route for you, you want to steer clear of that today. Other construction around town, uh, also as you're uh, making drive, look for uh, other road closures and lane reductions, so just kind of be aware as you are out and about today. Thanks to Builder Can Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Can has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. It's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. The uh, bishops of Iowa have sent out a letter uh, concerning the coronavirus and uh, masses resuming, which is what uh, some people have been asking uh, in light of what uh, Governor Kim Reynolds has uh, put out. Um, I'm going to read to you this letter that the, uh, the four bishops of Iowa put out. It goes like this. Our dear people, since the arrival of the coronavirus pandemic, Catholics in Iowa have been obliged by civil, scientific and church authorities to sacrifice the opportunity to receive sacraments and worship in common. With the lifting of restrictions against certain public gatherings, including religious assemblies by Governor Kim Reynolds, members of the faithful are understandably renewed in their hope that they might safely return to church and resume some form of regular parish life. Yet the spread of the COVID-19 disease remains a real and present danger. In particular, the health and survival of the elderly and other vulnerable populations is still a grave concern. Many parishioners and priests fall within these groups. In light of the expectation that positive cases of COVID-19 will peak in Iowa in the next few weeks, we have decided it would be most prudent for now to continue to follow the liturgical restrictions we have in place, including the suspension of public masses. Without an effective vaccine or widespread testing and contact data that justifies a change in course, we simply are not in a place where we can resume our previous prayer practices. The suspension of the Sunday Mass obligation remains in effect statewide, and all vulnerable persons, the sick and those who have who may have been exposed to the virus are asked to look after their own welfare with the support of those who care for them. We ask parish schools and dioceses, uh, staff, diocesan staff to continue to minister to the faithful and the faithful to each other in ways that encourage parishioners to visit the website and social media outlets of the parishes and schools to stay in touch as we look forward to gathering in person. We will continue to closely monitor the statewide and respective regional situations through the weeks of May and beyond. When the time comes that we can gather in greater numbers while observing social distance, safe hygiene practices, and other precautions without placing one another at serious risk, public masks masses and sacramental celebrations will be allowed to resume. These days are not easy. We understand that many of you are frustrated with this situation. So are we. We want to celebrate mass with our parishioners and get back to normal. However, we take the advice of Paul. Rejoice in hope, endure in affliction, persevere in prayer. Romans 12, 12. Take comfort in knowing that Jesus is with us and with you, our faithful, your brothers and sisters, your brothers in Christ, excuse me, most Reverend Michael Jekylls, Walker Nicholas, Thomas Zinkula, and William Johnson. And I think that line right there, friends, is, is uh, what did it for me when they said these days are not easy uh, and they're not easy for them. You know, I mean, I, I, I know um, I, I've read some people aren't very happy about this and, and, and I get it. I, I get where that ache comes from, folks. You know, I, I understand that there are a lot of people out there that are aching to get back to Mass uh, and to receive the sacraments in the Eucharist. Um, and, and these bishops, I think more than anyone, 
I mean, who doesn't feel the ache more than, than, than our bishops right now, especially the ones that are dealing with uh, many different churches, uh, their local churches that are struggling. They hear it on a daily basis, you know, I, much more than, than any of us do. So my, my plea to you this morning is simply this. Amidst, um, amidst this letter, amidst everything that's happening right now, and amidst what we're facing here in Iowa, is to pray for your bishops as well. Pray for your pastors. Pray for those people that are really feeling that struggle right now. And I talked to Bishop William Johnson about that yesterday. Remember them today in your prayer. I know many of you gather together with your families. And one of the things that my family is, is fond of my family is fond of doing right now is one of the things we'll do is, is we'll offer a decade of the rosary, a decade of the divine mercy chaplet, a portion of, of our prayer when we gather together in, in the litany of saints. You know, whatever it is, we're, we're, we're dedicating a portion of it to our priests, to our bishop, especially here in Des Moines. And I want you to do the same right now because amidst this, that they are struggling. There are parishes that are really struggling out there. And many priests are, are, are struggling uh, in, in difficulties right now. They're, they're human. You know, the, the old adage, priests are people too. You know, many of them have the same struggles and anxieties that many of us do. Many of them have the stress. <laughs> I know some of them are listening right now. I mean, you have no idea. It's true. And the same thing with our bishops. So look, they're on our side. You know, that that's the thing I want you to know more than anything. And again, the struggle is real for many of us, and I know we want to get back, but I think, you know, we we have to we have to listen to what it is, their guidance, their leadership, and and be obedient to what it is that they're saying right now and trust. Trust truly. I know I do that the Holy Spirit is truly speaking through them uh, during these times. So continue on that path. Again, I see light at the end of the tunnel. I saw it yesterday when I was talking to, uh, to Bishop Jones, and I told him that. And I think there's real hope here. Uh, but right now, we continue to do what our bishops ask. We continue to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Father Jeffrey Kirby, right after this, coming up, pastor of Our Lady of Grace uh, Parish in South Carolina. He's got a new book out called Thy Kingdom Come, Living the Lord's Prayer in Everyday Life, and, and why this is really perfect for a time like this. So we'll have Father Jeffrey Kirby on right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on this Wednesday, April 29th. Thanks for being a part of the show. And a big thanks to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Customer satisfaction comes first, whether it be plumbing, heating, air conditioning services for 20 years. Golden Rule. Now, one thing that I think is cool about them is their technicians are trained in their training facility. Yes, their in-home training facility. 100% satisfaction guarantee. GoldenRulePHC.com. That is GoldenRulePHC.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at CindySchulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know... 
Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Gray's Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Hi, this is Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. When you support this station, you offer a lifeline to a soul in need. You help save a marriage or an innocent life or a young person crushed by secular pressures. That's how powerful the message of God's love in Jesus Christ is. We're all called to share the good news of God's love given to us in Jesus, and that is exactly what you do when you offer your support. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Hey, thanks to Bell, Dean Bell, for underwriting the show. You know, Dean's been with us now for a couple years. Residential re-roofs, light commercial jobs, 963-4494. Really a great guy. 30 years in business in those residential re-roofs all throughout central Iowa. 963-4494. Let's go to my next guest of the day. Pastor of Our Lady of Grace Parish in South Carolina. Serves as the adjunct professor of theology at Belmont Abbey College. He is Father Jeffrey Kirby, who joins me. Hello, Father. Hello, John. It's good to be on the show. Well, welcome back to the show, Father. You got a new book out, Thy Kingdom Come, Living the Lord's Prayer in Everyday Life. For some right now that are struggling through this, that's the only thing they're hanging on to is the Lord's Prayer, Father. Absolutely. And and I, I really wrote this book to help us to fully understand and, and dive more deeply into the richness of the prayer and how the prayer can really help us in any difficult moment, uh, this quarantine and pandemic, of course, are part of that. Uh, but the Lord's Prayer is such a gift given to us. For many of us, we, we, we've taken uh, for granted this prayer. Um, it's something that all too easily we just kind of rattle off, whether it's at Mass or, or whether it's just, you know, with our families. Uh, but you say that, that that can be, you know, a dangerous thing. That there's something really uh, sincerely deep about this prayer that our Lord gave to us, and we have to rediscover it. Yes, absolutely, and this is uh, a prayer, as you mentioned, we, we are very familiar with it. Many of us learned it as, as children. We've prayed it throughout our lives. Uh, it's become so familiar uh, that we have. It, it's been taken for granted. In fact, writing a book on the Lord's Prayer, oftentimes people will hear and say, oh, okay, yeah, I, I got that, I, I, I'm covered. <laughs> and, sure. and what I want to do is make the argument that because we've come, become so familiar, at times we have forgotten to really explore the depth and the richness of, of this prayer given to us. And this prayer was given by the Lord Jesus himself. It's 
our oldest prayer as Christian believers, and the Lord summarized in this prayer exactly how we are to pray. He gave a, a, a summary, a structure of his own interior life by this prayer, and I think it's worth for us to pause and, and, and again, say, maybe I do need to explore this a little bit more. Uh, how, how, what, how, many, how, how often or, or have I ever really stopped and began to explore what all these different parts of the Lord's Prayer really mean and what they mean in my life? Is there a particular saint that comes to mind when you think of the Lord's Prayer or, or diving deeper into it? You know, the great thing is, is all almost all the early fathers, and, and of course the, the most prominent would be like Saint Augustine, but almost all the early fathers wrote commentaries on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, this was something that was used in catechesis and teachings, and especially uh, in, in the process of, of bringing people into the Christian faith. Uh, the Lord's Prayer was, was was right there at the heart. In fact, in the RCIA now, we restored that, and one of the things that Catechumens received during Lent is a copy of the Lord's Prayer. So I think all the early fathers especially shine. And of course, there's more contemporary authors who've written on it. Uh, one in particular, uh, you know, Pope, Fran- Pope Benedict's um, Jesus of Nazareth, he gives a beautiful summary of the Lord's Prayer in, in the second volume on the life and ministry of, of Jesus. What are ways right now in, in the times that we're facing, uh, how can this prayer speak to us? Yeah, I think, you know, with the pandemic, uh, people who are sick or are, are fearful of, of getting sick, the quarantine, I know, has, has put a lot of strain on, on the hearts of many people. And it can be very simple to begin to look and say, you know, what does this all mean to allow sorrow or, or, or you know, this kind of melancholy uh, to take over the heart? And now more than ever, as the children of God, we have to remind ourselves that, that God is Father, that He truly loves us, He's care, caring for us. And I think that this book can help us to really understand and, and, and really, once again, bring into our hearts uh, that principal teaching of the Lord's Prayer. I mean, when, when Jesus said, this is how you ought to pray, He said, Our Father, the Lord associated Himself with us and, and taught us Hey, we're in this together as we rely on, on God's care. Uh, and so I think both realizing God is taking care of us. Uh, of course, you know, in the fallen world, uh, suffering happens, but the Lord is there, and God the Father is taking care of us. And I think those powerful aspects of our faith can be particularly helpful to all of us right now. There's a line in there that our Lord uh, gives to his apostles, um, and, and I think a line in there, our Father, that we all too often just gloss over, or we really move quickly through it. But in it, um, I think, summarizes the, the, the true prayer of the saints um, and, and what our Lord has asked us to be able to really design our lives after, and that is his will. And it, The line is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Uh, thy will be done, really, uh, Father, that's the prayer of the saints. We turn to the Lord, it's, it's not my will, it's, it's his will. It's the prayer of faith, it's the prayer of trust, where we give everything over to God. And what better time to be able to pray that part of the prayer, and to really intentionally pray that prayer, uh, and specifically that part of it, than now? Absolutely. In fact, we see, not only does Lord Jesus give us that in this prayer, but of course he himself will pray that, uh, from the depths of his heart in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, let this cup pass, but not my will, but your will be done. 
And that is the best spiritual posture, the best spiritual stance that any person, anyone can take uh, before God. Uh, Thy will be done. You know better. I trust you. Give me your grace. Help me to be strong. Uh, help me. Be with me. Your will be done. He yeah. talks about forgiveness in this prayer as well. Uh, again, something that we can all too often just kind of gloss over. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And and I think that's a, a good time for us. This right now, and especially in your book, is a good time for us to really take a little spiritual inventory on those people that we need to forgive as well. Absolutely. And we forget that in the prayer that uh, as we is, is very powerful. We have to be careful because... If we don't have a merciful heart, we may actually be praying condemnation upon ourselves. Forgive us, Lord, as we forgive those who trespass against us. So, uh, very important. And, and I know the quarantine is difficult for families. Uh, there could be a lot of acts of impatience or unkindness, a lot of frustration, anxiety. But this prayer can really help us to keep our hearts soft and gentle, to allow ourselves to choose humility over pride and meekness, over unkindness, and, and I think that sentiment in particular of the prayer, uh, to have a merciful heart, to be merciful people, is very important. What are we really saying when we say, lead us not into temptation? Yes, yes. It, it's, the, for English, it's difficult. Uh, the biblical context, it, it basically could preserve us from temptation, so do not allow temptation into our lives. Obviously, God does not lead anyone in the temptation, in, in the context that's meant in English. Uh, in the biblical context, it simply means preserve us, uh, keep us away from temptation. If we are in temptation, uh, out of necessity or um, our own fallenness, then in that temptation we will persevere uh, in goodness and virtue. So it's a petition uh, for deliverance and safety and preservation. I believe it was St. Teresa of Avalon, please correct me if I'm wrong, but when she would pray this prayer, she would fall into a, a state of spiritual ecstasy just after saying the two words, Our Father. And and there were times where she would get frustrated at this, uh, that, that our Lord would not allow her, if you will, to, to, to continue saying the prayer because she would fall into such deep meditation when she would say the words, Father, Our Father, and what it is and how it is that, that he is to us, who it is that he is to us, excuse me, that he is Father. Yes, yes, it was with Teresa Davila, um, and, and ours, as you were indicating, uh, in, in prayer over those two words. And, and it's always been the um, belief given to us by the spiritual mystics that the most powerful word in the summary of all salvation history is simply the word Father. Uh, to be able to apply that word to God uh, and, and have it not be blasphemous, because he told us to, because he welcomes us as his children. Uh, that one word summarizes the totality of all of salvation history and of God's every desire for us. That we would truly see ourselves as children, and that we would approach him as a loving and trustful father. Friends, I, I don't know of a better time to be able to uh, to get this book and to really try to dive through it and, and deepen our prayer, especially, as you said, in this most ancient of prayers that our Lord uh, specifically gives to us right here in sacred scripture. Thy kingdom come giving, excuse me, living the Lord's prayer in everyday life. Father Jeffrey Kirby, where can people get the book? Yep, it can be ordered on Amazon or directly through the publisher, uh, St. Benedict Press Handbooks. 
You can also go to Divine Treasures, friends. They will order it for you. Just give them a call. Let them know that you are interested in this book. And uh, not only will they order it for you if they don't have it yet, but they will, uh, when you go pick it up, deliver it right to uh, you. Father Jeffrey Kirby, thank you so much for coming back on. Look forward to your next one, man. Great. Thank you, John. Take care. All right, that's Father Jeffrey Kirby, everyone. Coming up, Bo Bonner uh, here in the second half hour. We're going to be talking about silence today. Yes, indeed, the irony. Bo Bonner talking about silence. We'll have him on coming up at about 7.45 today. Uh, don't go anywhere, friends. John Lee, Eddie in the morning right here on this Wednesday, April 29th. I want to thank you again for being with us here and being a part of the show. Thank you also to Blessman International for underwriting the show, blessmaninternational.org. You know, the, the pain that they're feeling is real. The fact that they're not able to be able to do what it is that they exist to do in the ways that they uh, uh, came together to do it since 2001 is really, I, I think, a, a, a thorn in their side, taking from St. Paul. But that doesn't mean that they're still not helping in the ways that they can, smaller ways, but they're doing it indeed and itching to get back to be able to help all the kids and the families there in Limpopo, South Africa. Blessmaninternational.org. Thank you for underwriting this show and all you continue to do worldwide and especially there in Limpopo and for us. Blessmaninternational.org. Org. Father Andrew, now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowds, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. But I told you that although you have seen me, you do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and I will not reject anyone who comes to me, because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus' aim is to continually nourish us and build us up spiritually in this life so that we're better prepared to enter eternal life. And while we're meant to be with God forever in heaven, that doesn't mean we can't lose this privileged position by committing grave sin and separating ourselves from him. It's a stark reality that we need to realize, but that as Jesus reminds us, we can constantly go to him with contrition and resolve to not sin again. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Thank you to Bozen the Florist for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Florist. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. Whoa, 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 
Thanks for joining me, friends, right here on this Wednesday, April 29th. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Coming up, Bo Bonner, we're going to talk about silence, the sacredness of silence, the holiness of silence, the language of God that St. John of the Cross said is silence. Bo Bonner coming up to try to help us incorporate that into our daily uh, lives. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwell. We'll have your saint of the day coming up here very soon as well. Let's get to it. It is a Wednesday. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Well, sir. Well, good morning once again, John. Happy Wednesday to you as we're at hump day for this week. Right here in the middle of the week. Now, yes, there are some that uh, don't know what day it is and don't know what date it is and are okay with that. <laughs> that is true, but the uh, irony today is that you and your next guest, Mr. Bo Bonner, are going to talk about silence. I want to get this on tape. Tony, mark the spot on the uh, on the program. We want to. I want to hear this or not There's hear something this. ironic about this. There might be some <laughs> crickets there, but briefly. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You're gonna, you, two guys who who really know how to talk and visit are going to talk about silence. I'm taking yes. notes. Yes, I, you better take notes today. Now, I want to I want to pivot a little bit here to baseball. There's some good news coming out of uh, the MLB that there might indeed be baseball here coming up at the end of June. It's not going to look nearly the way that uh, it it normally looks, but uh, there's some there's some talk right now. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Professional sports are on their own level of plateau. They can, you know, they can do testing every day, which is what you need to do. We we can't do that here uh, <laughs> through across the rest of the United States, but they can. But they could get back into playing, but uh, be no crowds. Uh, yeah. They would have to be tested every day. So that's the thing, and all the administration. So that's the thing you're looking at. They they can do that. I think John, what they're waiting for is that uh, the testing's available to everybody. And they're going to have to do it every day to play, and that's that's the you know the bad part about all this is that it's a very dangerous virus. That's why everything's shut down. So our hospitals are not overwhelmed. People forget that, but yet uh, you know they want their freedoms back. But there's a reason for all this. So um, yeah, it, it, that is optimistic. But if you want baseball, John and and some friends of mine on Twitter, they watch Japanese baseball uh, at four o'clock in the morning. So that's been going on too for the last week. I'll watch anything I can I can watch right now when it comes to sports. So we'll see. At the end of June, yeah. some are saying this this might indeed happen. So I'll keep my eye on it. Well, I have tickets to Wrigley Field in uh, early August, so I don't know if I'm gonna if that's gonna happen. But they also realigned some of the uh, uh, teams. If you didn't if, uh, if you haven't yep. seen that, it's out in USA Today, and they just kind of bunched all the East Coast teams, the uh, Central American teams, and the West Coast teams together. No matter. American or National League, so they've, they've kind of got their own divisions uh, uh, carved out, if you will, John. That'll be interesting if that happens. Well, you know, some are, are a little bit disappointed, you know, that say it hurts the traditions of, of baseball. But, you know, look, I, I agree if we weren't in a pandemic, you know. I mean, things right. have to change a little bit when you're when you're in times like this. So uh, you know, trying to adapt the best way possible for, for baseball lovers like myself, and we'll see if it indeed happens. That's yes, absolutely. We'll be uh, keeping an eye on that. But uh, hey, some baseball is better than no baseball, and uh, that's yes. that's the alternative. 
That's All right. Well, let's get right to it this morning on this uh, Wednesday hump day from the WHO-TV Channel 13 weather desk. I'm meteorologist Megan Selwa. Currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios, we have cloudy skies, 48 degrees, and north-northwest wind at 16 miles per hour. We're seeing gusts up to 25 miles per hour, and that'll be the story of the day of the wind. Today, a wind advisory beginning at noon here in central Iowa. Last till 7 o'clock tonight for central and western Iowa, as we will see a mix of clouds and sun. And we could see a few sprinkles later on, a high of 64 degrees with northwest winds at 25 gusting to over 35 miles per hour at times and extreme gusts up near 50 miles per hour so be mindful of that it'll also uh, cause the temperature to be uh, 10 to 15 degrees colder uh, tonight we'll see mostly clear skies overnight low of 46 degrees the winds will still be gusting 20 to 30 miles per hour overnight and then tomorrow on your thursday less windy sunny and a high of 70 degrees friday more of the same partly cloudy with a high of 75 degrees well in the news on this wednesday morning Spring construction is currently underway on a new downtown Des Moines skate park. Organizers say the Loridzen skate park is on track to be completed this fall, and officials say nearly 30% of the work has been completed on the $6 million project. Now, once complete, the skate park, located along the Des Moines River, will be the largest in the country. Remaining work this spring includes the on-site rough grading, on-site utilities, and installing concrete retaining walls. Uh, the five acres of land were donated by the city of Des Moines for the project. Uh, Polk County Board of Supervisors is managing the project, which is located just east of Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines between 2nd Avenue and the Des Moines River. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And once again, all Iowa high school spring sports have been canceled. And a decision about Iowa's two summer high school sports, baseball and softball, will be made by the end of May. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have cloudy skies and 48 degrees and north-northwest wind at 16, gusting up to 25 miles per hour this morning. And today we will see a wind advisory beginning at noon today here in central Iowa. It'll last until 7 o'clock tonight as we'll see a mix of clouds and sun and possibly a few sprinkles with a high of 64 degrees. The winds northwest today, 25 to 35 miles per hour, gusts near 50 at times, so be mindful of that throughout the day. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Wednesday morning John Leonetti show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Just a reminder, 42nd Street closed for construction. That's uh, south of 235 between Pleasant and Ingersoll. Uh, and that's going to be that way through June, so the entire month of May. Uh, So just kind of follow posted detours. And again, lots of construction, uh, road closures, and lane reductions throughout the area while... uh, you're out and about. Keep that in mind. Thanks to Builder Kent Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Kent has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. Or Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. If someone tells you the church does not respect women, I want you to tell them about today's saint and doctor of the church who told the Pope basically to go back home. 
St. Catherine of Siena, we celebrate today, was an Italian mystic and deeply spiritual woman. At a young age, she reported a vision of Jesus Christ. As she grew, her mother wanted Catherine to marry well. But Catherine, she had other plans. She cut off most of her hair in protest against the pressure to marry, and soon after became a secular Dominican, staying at home and working to live the Dominican virtues. Gradually, a group of followers gathered around her, men and women, priests and religious. An active public apostolate grew out of her contemplative life. Her letters, mostly for spiritual instruction and encouragement of her followers, began to take more and more note of public affairs. At one point during her life, she became a close confidant of Pope Gregory XI. It troubled her that the Pope had moved his residence to Avignon, France, rather than the traditional home in Rome. So Catherine arrived one day in the court in France and demanded that the Pope return to Italy. Guess what? He did. Pope Gregory's death split the church between Pope Urban VI and two anti-popes. Catherine was among the strongest voices for reconciliation and unity. Along with St. Therese of, Teresa of Avila, excuse me, she was named a doctor of the church by Pope Paul VI. We ask today, St. Catherine of Siena, to pray for us. Amen. Powerful saint, indeed. And a thank you to, uh, let's see here. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting her saint of the day. Experience in wills and estate planning. Look, I get it. It can be easy. It can be easy to take this stuff for granted and maybe put it off. A lot of people now aren't doing that. A lot of people during this time are making sure that their families, they remain safe, not just physically, but for long term as well. 224-1776. That is 515-224-1776. Bo Bonner coming up next. We're going to talk about the sounds of silence. Don't go anywhere. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. A Catholic family with a wide range of high-quality hardscape services, including paver patios, sidewalks, retaining walls, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more. And they're passionate about their work and service that they provide. Honesty and integrity you can count on. 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That is fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Wednesday, April 29th. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Bishop Johnson has launched the COVID-19 Relief Fund, a Catholic response to the COVID-19 crisis in the Diocese of Des Moines. This fund will address the most pressing needs in our faith community caused by the novel coronavirus. Contributions may be designated to directly support individuals and families in need through Catholic charities or in an area of immediate need in our faith community, which may include our Catholic parishes and schools and their efforts to remain operational for individuals and families in this crisis. Learn more at dmdiocese.org slash giving. Join the Diocese of Des Moines for an online series, Faith Superheroes, Encountering Christ in Your Domestic Church. Join us for one or all of this five-part faith formation series hosted on Zoom that explores how to thrive in the midst of physical distancing while growing in our faith as communities of love. To learn more about this online opportunity, visit dmdiocese.org slash coronavirus, and you'll find it under resources for families. If you've got questions, contact Adam at 237-5056. That's 237-5056. Be sure to check out the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page to watch Bishop Johnson's private Wednesday Mass. On Fridays, you can tune into our Facebook page to watch Father John Bertagli, Rector of the Cathedral, celebrating his private Mass. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. 
Listen to Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson Friday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio or on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Holy Father doing a short series on the Beatitudes over the last uh, eight Wednesdays, and uh, today he concluded that uh, via Catholic News Agency speaking via live stream. Due to the coronavirus, the Pope concluded, the path of the Beatitudes is an Easter journey that leads from a life according to the world to a life according to God, from an existence guided by the flesh, that is, by selfishness, to one guided by the Spirit, speaking from the Apostolic Palace, of course, due to the coronavirus. He said, the eighth beatitude and final, blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, was intimately connected to the first, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This beatitude, he says, announces the same happiness as the first. The kingdom of heaven is for the persecuted, just as it is for the poor in spirit. We understand that. We have arrived at the end of the unified path set out in the previous proclamations. You can go to uh, catholicnewsagency.com to find uh, the Pope's full Wednesday general audience address, though it's not a general audience address uh, in a way that we're used to. He's still addressing the world each and every Wednesday. Let's go to the director of, uh, excuse me, the co-president of the Newman Idea, Bo Bonner, joins me. Hello, Bo. Good morning, John. How are you doing? I think the joke's on us, man. We're going to be talking about silence today. You and I talking about silence. That's right. Well, there's already the the dad joke about to talk about silence is to not be silent. But then, yes, uh, two people like us who uh, are known for words we say, it's going to be a uh, uh, hopefully people can not giggle the entire time and to hear a few of the things we have to say about it. I mentioned it early on in the show. My, my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes of all time, but my favorite quote on silence comes from St. John of the Cross when he said that silence is the language of God. Silence is God's first language. If we don't get to know silence, it's going to be hard for us to get to know God. Well, I would say that that's the first thing to sort of contemplate is if people go, why would silence have such a central part in the Christian life? Before we even talked about benefits it might have to us, or even sort of the necessity of why we should do it, it's exactly that point that 
God seems to privilege silence himself. You can imagine a world where his presence is something more like chattering or a sort of constant stream of information. And there are people who say that that's what it would take, right? I would believe if I could just see or if I just heard from God. Um, but, you know, in a, in a world where we have news constantly filtered to us, like you turn on any screen and you can get news, you can look at it on your phone, everything is about news, especially in these days where, uh, you know, that's what we seem to all do is, is wait to hear more news. Um, we start to realize that there's something about the sheer cacophony, the sheer loudness, the sheer ever-presentness of noise and talking that actually makes hearing what's being said much more difficult. And so um, there's a way in which, of course, God, we're the religion of both and, God can do paradoxically two things at once. On one hand, uh, the evidence of him and what he wants from us is always there. It's, we can see it, of course, in the world or if we pray. Um, but he's also so seemingly the, if you will, the strong, silent type, and so that if we know we hear a word from God, that it's important because he just doesn't say things in a sort of wasted uh, way. If, if you hear from God, you know that he means it, as it were. Uh, when we talk about silence right now, uh, I think of my own life. Um, you know, we, we've <laughs> we've had to face this in a very real way, uh, slowing down, uh, and in some cases that that comes with uh, silent reflection and and really wondering where God is in all of this. Um, silence, something forced upon us now during this pandemic. It can be a good thing. Well, you know, if it were. If the point is to have a conversation with God, um, you know, one of the most basic points to make is how do you expect to hear him if you never shut up? You know, and for someone like me who not only talks a lot but thinks a whole bunch, right, a sort of running commentary um, about the world uh, in my soul at all times, you start to realize how are you supposed to leave time for God to respond to any prayer you might have or any thought you might have if you don't cultivate silence at all? And we say that science has been sort of forced upon us, but the more that, you know, we even take time to think about what does it mean to be silent, you can sit in a room and all of a sudden realize that you can hear the light, or like, oh, well, there's the air conditioner, or that's the house settling. And, you know, there's a way in which people can get caught up in the sort of physical nature of the fact that you probably can never be somewhere that's completely silent. But the, the idea is not, are there no decibels occurring around you? The idea is, have you settled yourself enough to be open to hear from God when he talks? Uh, you know, e even if it comes down to something like, before prayer, if you're just talking about for your own mental well-being, have we ever, this will sound like paradox, like I'm saying some sort of Zen Cohen, but have we ever quieted our minds enough to actually hear ourselves? Because there's a way in which we process in an immediate way everything we see in the world but then there's that voice of our conscience that when we stop and be silent, we can even hear ourselves maybe for the first time. So if you're going to have communication, you have to stop and allow someone else to talk. And I'm going to do that now for you, John. You're up next. Well, I appreciate that. The difference, though, I think, and this needs to be clear, silence doesn't mean no noise. You know, I, you, you can you can still be scrolling through Twitter for the last, you know, hour, hour and a half. That's not silence. That's not what we're talking about, right? Just an absence of uh, absence of noise. That's exactly right. So, you know, the silence in a sort of physical, scientific way would you'd have a, a machine that measured the decibel of noise being made. But if we're talking about the silence of our hearts, the silence of our soul, it's exactly right. But it's it's the lack of 
disturbance, as it were, when we mean peace as a tranquility, right? The, and tranquility, tranquility is an order within our soul where we allow, um, you know, things that perturb us, things that even excite us to sort of even out and slow down and, and go somewhere else and have a rest. It's, it's a sort of Sabbath of, of the mind and the soul to have silence. And it's, necess- it's necessary for prayer or contemplation, but really just for us at all. Um, so, again, this is still an image, but it's, it's, it's like if you're, you find water and the surface is pristine and clear and there's no ri- you know, ripples or waves. And silence is making sure that we do our part to reduce the ripples or waves on the, on the surface of our souls so that there can be that tranquility that then allows us to really hear God ourselves, etc. Yeah, I mean, for me to imp- implement this into my life uh, with a family, you know, I'm going to get off the show here. I'm going to uh, walk upstairs uh, from my little built-in studio here in the basement. I'm going to go, uh, you know, fix the kids' uh, breakfast, and and they're going to be, you know, excited, running around crazy. You feed the baby. I mean, you got school that my wife and I are going to prepare for for the kids today. I've got work that needs to be done. You know, there's there's a lot of things uh, on our plate. A lot, you know, even amidst a pandemic, everyone's still busy and 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 working hard. Um, so what I've had to do, and what my wife has had to do, is we've had to implement that into our day with our entire family. We have what's called silent time, where the kids are able to go and read a book. Uh, but where we just take time at leisure, don't do anything. It's not long, 10, 15, 20 minutes sometimes. At night, we incorporate that into our prayer as well. That's, of course, a lot shorter before we pray. It's just to get silence. But what it does is it gives us the proper disposition and orders us back towards God. I've noticed that in my own life. I notice that in my own day, that that's what silence ultimately does for me. It reorders me back to facing God. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that you didn't like give your kids Benadryl or something like this in order to get silent. That's you know we're we're, we're being heard live, Johnson, and that's no I'm kidding. <laughs> um, of course, the idea uh, is that once you once you're a spiritual master and you really get to where you need to go, you could have silence by, while doing all sorts of stuff. You know, so Jesus Christ, perfect man that he was, could retain that peace even in the midst of pressing crowds. But then we look to Jesus, who is a human like us, right? He's not some sort of, um, you know, barely human person who's mostly divine, right? He, he lived the human life, and he blessed, and he showed us what it could be. So even though he himself was perfect, and that, that sort of peace of heart that he could have in the midst of the crowds and the tumult, and even on his passion and way to the cross, um, but still he stopped and prayed in the garden he would go off by himself to pray, like on a mountaintop. Uh, it's necessary. If Jesus Christ himself had to do something in order to remain the perfect person that he was, then folks, you do as well. You do as well. Christ had to eat to keep his bodily life going. We have records of him doing that. Um, he had friends in order to have like that sort of human aspect of, 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 of the social life that we need. Um, but he also had solitude and silence. So if Jesus Christ needed that, because he, and he's perfect, you certainly needed it too. And, and like you said, John, even if we can't have it to the sort of order and magnitude that he does, or we think like it's an impossible task to start, we have to start somewhere. Five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen, just like you said. I think that that's a good example of what we have to do. What do we got coming up on your show today? 
So because people are sort of stuck in quarantine, uh, we're going to have the Catholic movie guy, Steve Wickmer, come on, and we're going to discuss things that uh, we're, we're making the buzz running around, potential things people could talk, and being that we're all 90s kids, uh, episodes of The Last Dance about the Bulls will inevitably come up. So that's it. Was, who we have on the show coming up. There you go, man. Bo Bonner, Dr. Bud Marr, The Uncommon Good coming up today at 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the evening. If you miss it, you can check it out online, podcast it out at iowacatholicradio.com. Thanks for coming on, brother. Have a good day. God bless, John. All right, that's Bo Bonner, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. That puts another show here in the books. We'll be back on live outside of the Mercy One studio with you tomorrow. In the meantime, let's get through today. Huh? Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through God we thirst for more of you Fill our hearts and flood our souls With one desire Just to know you and to make you known We lift your name on high Shine like the sun Make darkness run Leonetti in the morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.